It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I love 40s. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 631 of Locked On Raptors for Tuesday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Hello, I'm Sean Woodley. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find my work at Raptors HQ. You can subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff to all the Locked On podcast offerings, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, all the sports they talk about in that Lonely Island song. We've got a podcast for you covering your favorite team, most likely, so make sure sure you're getting into your favorite podcast apps and subscribing and doing all that good stuff to put us up in the rankings. It's very much appreciated. All right, on today's show, it's uh, another How Hungry Are You episode as Serge Ibaka dropped an episode on Friday or Monday or I don't know what the hell day it is anymore. Uh, It's still every day is Sunday because it's the holidays and uh, so this episode came out at the 23rd, whatever that means. Serge Ibaka had Pascal Siakam on his show to uh, serve him fisheye poutine, which was super wild. And joining me to talk about that is our pal Katie Heindel from the wilds of northern Ontario. Katie, what's up? It's true. Time is blurring together. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I've not known the day for about a week. <laughs> yeah, me neither, which is, which is nice. It is nice, yeah. Then I was kind of like... Today I was like, when do we get here? How long have we been here? When do, when do we leave? Do we leave? <laughs> Is it 2021 already? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm just like feeling really relaxed, which is nice. That's great. Uh, I'm sure you've watched the Pascal Siakam appearance on How Hungry Are You about a dozen times over the course of your week to achieve such a relaxed state. Is that true? No, I just watched it once. <laughs> uh, it's not a relaxing. I wouldn't say it's a relaxing episode. That's probably true. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty busy and uh, like it, there's stuff coming at you from all angles. The editing is a little bit more in your face on this one than it typically is. There's sort of montages throughout of the food being assembled in, in like sort of a almost like a uh, menacing kind of way where it's like, oh, don't forget, Pascal's got to eat this garbage very soon. Uh, and uh, it's it adds a nice bit of uh, excitement to it. So we should probably dive into this. Pascal joins Serge Ibaka. This is his second appearance on the show. He was on the bench mob uh, lamb brain or what? goat brain? Lamb brain? Yeah, the the brain episode where uh, Pascal was not feeling the the brains the way Delon Wright was, for example, but he was there. He was a good sport, and uh, he makes his return solo, freshly. Uh, I guess this was very recently after he got paid and his contract dropped because that was the first topic of conversation that surged through at Pascal. That was a fun thing. Um, what did you think of the uh, the intro of Pascal and the uh, the early conversation that they shared? 
What does he keep calling him? He's like rich man, money yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Pascal soup's kind of uncomfortable, but Serge being Serge just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, here's the, uh, the the first interaction. Let's uh, let's hear it. What's up? What's up? What's, what's up, up bro? How you doing, my man? I'm good. How you doing, young We got spice speed in the building, man. <laughs> the, the, the new rich man. <laughs> You're rich, rich man. So that's how we started? Yeah, yeah, that's how we started. <laughs> Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Congrats for a new contract, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank but you. Do you, do you know we're still waiting for dinner, right? Team dinner, right? Yeah, yeah we still waiting for you. What happened? Told, yeah, the money's not kicking in. Until, no, I don't want to hear that. What do you mean, that? It's only your money. We got to wait for the money to kick in. Wait, 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 wait. Did you sign yet or no? I, I did. That's but, it. That's no. it. That's it. It's yours. <laughs> So, how's life, bro? Life is good. Life is good. I definitely. So, there's that's how they be. That's, it starts with a bang. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get to the sort of assembly. We can get, I get to, the, we'll get to the cooking before they serve the food. How about that? Because uh, we kind of skipped over sure. that part. Um, but there's some good. I found my biggest takeaway from this episode is that the show has become very meta, and I like it. <laughs> and like recurring guests uh, seem to kind of have a, an understanding of the, the the beats that the show typically goes through as well. Um, so throughout this conversation, it's a pretty long episode, longer than the last couple, uh, which I know we didn't like the last couple. So maybe this is a return to form a little bit. Uh, what were the highlights of the conversation between Serge and Pascal for you, Katie? Um, I liked, I mean, I liked later, mm-hmm. so I don't know if we, we want to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the conversation is, is good. I mean, I think what I was actually thinking about most with this was like how often, like, cause when he has teammates on, mm-hmm. I kind of wonder like, how often is it that they're talking about something they've already sort of talked about in person before? Or do right. they even talk about this kind of stuff when they are in person? Is it just like in service to the show? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, because I found like Pascal's a good guest because he's like really, he's like quite funny and like kind of up up to answer Serge's questions. But he's not a good guest in that he's not, Serge doesn't really like ask him the same kind of questions he does with guests. Like maybe he doesn't. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's a bad app. It's just like a different. It's just like a different style of episode. Yeah, that's fair. I, I this was an interesting conversation. I found like it, it was not like you're right. It wasn't like the Haddish episode where it was like just crackling with chemistry. Like you can tell that they're just like they're buddies and they're like good friends oh. and they like very easily can talk to each other. But yeah, I didn't feel like. Surge was like I feel like he could have dug more. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, and like they did a little bit, I guess. They got into the sort of their stories of their dads and stuff like, or it was Pascal's dad and Surge's mom, and how they lost yeah. them, and sort of how that drives them and stuff like that. And that was a pretty nice and emotional part of the conversation. But yeah, the, I guess if there is a criticism, it's that there wasn't a whole lot of like diving deep. And I, you know, Pascal, I think deserves a little bit of the. I don't want to say blame, really, because who cares? But, like, I guess blame for that because he didn't seem totally game to answer everything. <laughs> and, like, oh. they, they got comedy out of that, which was good. But he did seem a little bit, um, in, a, in a weird way, sort of like he was just in a media scrum at times. Did, that, did, you, did you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think, like, what you said, like, the best times were when 
he goes off script a little and then they get to talking about their families um you know Jen like Serge and his mom and uh Pascal and like when Pascal went to the states like how old he was and how old Serge was when he goes when he went to Spain mm-hmm. and just like how they I think then that, that, that it came up when they were talking about like poutine right what <laughs> I think I don't think they? so no Serge, <laughs> Pascal's like I've never had this before no that was a little and later like, on what? That was okay. yeah. That that was yeah. <laughs> my whole my like my, maybe it's me that has like a warped sense of <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really did like when they called Fred though. Yes, that's the the highlight of the episode. I would say. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, uh-huh. It's like, yeah, it's a pretty good episode, but the conversation, there aren't many like standout moments, and it is kind of carried by that Fred interaction. Um, let's get to that right now. We'll, we'll just play it back. Uh, wait, I just Freddy, out, Freddy, Freddy? What? No. What is it? Chapel. Who? He said Chapel? <laughs> Chapel. I said Freddy. Said Chapel? Chapel, yeah. Like El Chapo? Or like, like El Chapo, but Chapo. That's his name. <laughs> he said because uh, he's short, so where he come from, that's why they call him Chapel. <laughs> Oh, I gotta verify this. Yeah, I don't know, man. You, I, I found out. Uh, I found out. You wanna call him? Can we? Yeah, can yeah, we? Right, yeah call, call him on that. First time here now. All right, man. Hey, Chap- this time this chop thing, I don't know what is this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's your boy, boy. Uh, it's, it's it. Oh. Hey, Chapo. Yo. Bro, 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 hold on, hold on. Is that your, they told me, I mean, I'm on How Hungry Are You? It's like, you know, you know that show? I think I, think I heard of it before. <laughs> Yo, so, okay, so I'm on this show. And they're saying your name is Chapo? Your nickname? Yeah. Ah, uh, you That's see? Common, I said, because cool. Serge, you know Serge. I mean, I'm trying to, because it's English is a little, you know? Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a little tough. So I had to make sure, like, I get, I get the rule. Like a few people that know, that, that, that know me like that. To be able to call you like that. All right. Yeah, you got to I didn't know, man. All right, Chapo, thanks, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many shows you got? You trying to Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. That Fred, as we'll get to with a later question, kind of living up to the... Uh, that just roasted him. Yeah, just... <laughs> the question they get into later, one of the spicy questions, I think, is who's the funniest player on the team? And uh, Fred just laying it all bare as to why he was the pick by Pascal Siakam. Uh, were you surprised that that was the pick? Uh... No, what surprised me was he was really thinking about it longer than I thought mm-hmm. he would. 
need to. <laughs> but but there was like a bit of tension, and I was kind of like, oh, I hope like I hope someone comes to mind. Do you do you think that maybe <laughs> there is like a bit of a there's been a bit of a trade because the team is so dogged and sort of wired with championship DNA and playing so hard and so serious when they're in game. Has that affected at all the humor in the locker room off the court? And, and I think Kawhi last season was kind of referred to as one of the funnier guys in the team as well, just with his dry sense of humor and the little one-liners he'd get in there. Are you worried at all yeah. that there is a, a a funny vacuum within the Raptors as, as of right now? No. No? I think, like, <laughs> and I, I mean, even, like, contrary to that, is, like, if they said Kawhi is the funniest guy, there could not be a dude that's, like, more, like, dogged and zoned in on basketball when it's time to play basketball and then he could still like be funny no i feel like maybe now especially they might just be tired um maybe they're not like i don't know like maybe they're not like prankster type funny guys (laughs) (laughs) but we've talked about this before just like the dynamics of the team kind of shifting a little not Mm -hmm. in a bad way Mm -hmm. Just that, like, new relationships are emerging, and, like, from that, like, new jokes will emerge. I mean, like, the Norman Norman Powell, Rondé dynamic is extremely funny. Yes. <laughs> and they both seem like they're having a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And he, Powell seems like he's, like, kind of made Rondé even, like, lighten up to it a little bit, where he was definitely not at first. <laughs> um I think Lowry's still really funny, but because he doesn't really have, like, someone to kind of bounce it off of, like he used to with DeRozan. You don't kind of see those sort of, like, really endearing, funny moments anymore. So I don't think it's not there. I think there's just, like, it might just not be as obvious as it used to be. It's coming from different angles. Much like the question with what their reaction was when Kawhi left and Pascal was like, well, there's 20 shots up. There's now 20 jokes up as well every night uh, that they all got to chip in with. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think in in the Raptors locker room is most likely to be the guy who tries to be funny but just doesn't quite have, like, the timing or the wording right whenever he tries to pipe up with something? Probably Norman Powell. (laughs) (laughs) But I think he just goes by, like, you know, by volume. He's like, if I keep going. Yeah. Kind of like his, his, like, game style. (laughs) It's like, if I keep at it, if I keep going, like, something's going to hit. And it works. <laughs> it does, yeah. And like his jokes hit really well when the Bucks are in town. He's got good Bucks roasts, but nothing mm-hmm. else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think it is? It's like I think there's like a lot of different styles of humor. So yeah. depending who you ask, it, they would give a different answer. Because like I think OG is quite funny. Yeah. But like maybe that kind of humor is not funny to like some of the other guys. More cerebral. <laughs> yeah, I think you could probably argue that Serge is one of the funnier guys in the team too. But it yeah, seems totally. like he seems more like the kind of guy that the entire team laughs at as opposed to with. Does that make <laughs> sense? But like Serge can handle it because look at him. Uh, I think <laughs> once Fred did say that. Did he say that on the other show? I think he might have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think like the funniest thing to me on How Hungry Are You is when. Ever the, like one of his teammates are on, and he's asked something about the team. Yeah, Serge always seems a little like a tiny bit offended that the answer is not just always him. <laughs> like yep. he's not the funniest. Like he's not the best. Like he's not the best dressed. You know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's uh oh he's like it's always it's like he's setting the question up thinking the answer is going to be him and then hearing something that he wasn't prepared for. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh so let's continue on. They get into this, uh, the spicy questions kick in uh after a not spicy question that is pretty spicy and triggers the beginning of the spicy question segment. Let's uh, listen in. You like spicy? I figured people would do too. Spicy like people would like spicy. Because when you do move, uh, look, you know, oh yeah, hold on. We gotta pause here first. When the spicy P nickname is asked about, that's before the spicy questions. Let's hear that. Like spicy P. Right. It worked. Not really a big fan of it, but I'm trying to choose what you call yourself. P skills. P skills. Yeah, a lot of skills. But you know what? I like spicy people. You like spicy people? <laughs> I figure people like spicy people. Like spicy people. When you do your move, uh, little, you know, you know, that dancing, you know? Oh, a little salsa, you know yeah. what I mean? I get it, I get it. Okay. Are you... So I'm not surprised that Pascal doesn't like the spicy P nickname all that much. Because I think he is with it. I think he's. I think he was very close to saying there what I have said about the spicy P nickname on this very podcast. It sounds like a disease. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but, like, there are very... It's, like, this kind of uh, classic classic conundrum of, like, players coming up with their own nicknames, but, mm-hmm. like, those nicknames are not the ones that catch on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the servant. Uh, <laughs> Pascal. And then, and then, like, the broader question, just for, like, nicknames in general, is, like, can you actually come up with your own nickname, or does a nickname have to be, like, bestowed upon you? I feel like it's the latter. I agree, uh, and I think you can kind of see the uh, wistfulness for Jakob Pertl in Pascal's eye when he was <laughs> answering this, because I think skills was much more thrown around when Yak was in town, and it was Yak and skills, and that was really easy. And when Pertl's gone, it just becomes spicy pea, and that sort of takes over, and it's unstoppable, and there's hot sauce, and there's just no turning back. Um, but I, I'm glad to see he's uh, still in touch with his roots, nickname wise, and is going to keep the the good fight up to end Spicy P. Because again, uh-huh. sounds like he should go to a doctor. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but they don't actually introduce like Serge isn't like it's time for spicy questions this time, is he? Well, I feel like they kind of like accidentally start them. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure if it was in like the rundown for the show. It just kind of they they end up doing it. And they had the tea ready, I guess, but maybe that's some like TV magic well, where they didn't have the tea and they had to pause. They to had make it the like tea. Back to, well, they had like a bag of crickets and like hot water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to this whole uh, this whole sequence because it is another. Uh, now that I've uh, I've gone through it, there's not as many down parts of the conversation as I thought there might be. The Kevin Durant talk and how Pascal likes KD was like okay, fine. And other than that, it's all been pretty engaging so far on the second rewatch. But here's this next uh, part of the question, this next very interesting line of questioning. You're in the relationship? What? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment? No. no, 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 no. Come on, no comment. What do you mean? What's the tea? What's the tea? Can I drink it? <laughs> oh, you're drinking? <laughs> What's the cricket tea? Can I drink it too? Smell your drink. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you're gonna make it thick too. Yeah. Okay. Every time you don't answer, you take a shot. You gonna drink? Where's the cricket tea, man? Just give me the right now. Uh, oh, you don't drink the tea? Okay, you don't, you know what? No, 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 no. Okay, you don't drink the tea. I'm gonna save those. Wait. Hold on, hold on. You don't drink the tea? I'll give you a tea. Two. <laughs> you wanna drink the tea? I'm gonna give you the tea. Three. Okay. Bring <laughs> me the tea. Are you gonna be cool? You wanna, well, let's be cool then. Do you have more crickets? <laughs> hold on, man. Like, no, no, you wanna be cool, man. Just pause the show. Yeah. Poor crickets. Oh, there you go. There you go. You wanna be cool? It's such a big bag of crickets. You don't want 
know how it works. I want to ask questions. If you don't answer, you're doing the tea. What, what, what's, what's your cup? I don't do the tea. I'm, I'm the one asking the question. <laughs> All right. Now we ask you a spicy question. You ready? Let's go. Pascal Siakam, spicy man. All right. <laughs> Are you in a relationship? <laughs> You know what? No. <laughs> Cop out. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Uh, <laughs> after all, after all that. Yeah, it really seemed like he was gonna drink the tea. He asked for the tea. He brought the segment on himself. Uh, and I'm really curious. He's teasing here. There's got to be something. <laughs> there, like, I couldn't decide if it's that there's something and he didn't want to like formalize it, or mm-hmm. there's nothing and he wanted. <laughs> he wanted he to play like there is something. Sad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I didn't think of it from the second way. I just figured it was him uh, dodging the question because there's something he doesn't want revealed. But um, yeah, bit of a disappointing answer. We continue on oh. with the spicy questions. <laughs> Why are you taking so long to say you're not in a relationship? I was just trying to be funny. I was trying to be funny. So you're not in a relationship? Next one. All right. What was your celebrity crush? Man. I don't... I don't think I have one. Go in your phone. Go in my phone. Yeah, I don't think I have one. You know you lie. You're full of lies. I'm not lying. Next time I look at you, you're going to start talking about celebrity. I'm going to record that. Go ahead. If you can find that, you're not going to get one. Okay. Spicy question not working right now. It's not working? Oh, this one will work. Because this one we'll you- get to this one in a second. But my question is, does Serge just go around the locker room talking about celebrities he likes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really does make it seem like it comes up a lot. Yeah. He's like, next time it comes up, maybe he does. <laughs> do you believe but Pascal? I do like how much, like... Uh, He's getting like he's antagonizing Pascal is antagonizing him, and then mm. he is antagonizing Pascal. And yeah. He's like, "Oh, it's not working. Oh, you're a cool guy." <laughs> Just yeah, watch out, motherfucker! It's coming for you. Um, th- do you believe Pascal when he says there's no celebrity crush? No. Yeah. <laughs> My theory is that maybe the celebrity crush is actually the other, the person he's in the relationship with. Could be. Yeah. It could be. I also, like, to be totally fair, if someone was just, like, out of the blue, asked me, like, who my celebrity crush was, I I might also blank in that I have a hard time thinking of, like, abstract things like that on the spot. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, there's probably, like, some stock answer from when I was, like, 15 that is just, like, what it would come up, but it's probably not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. 
J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh, all right, let's continue on the third spicy question. You have to give me one. Okay. And if you don't give me, and you drink, wait, if I ask the question. She's so putting more crickets in. More spicy on the so many scoops of crickets. Bro, you got to stop, dude. You're drinking that. Three? You're drinking that. Ew. Who's your favorite friend gone? Kalo or Freddy? <laughs> I'm gonna buy this time. I say I need one name. Hold on, oh, man. Relax, bro. Let me spoon. Like, do people actually drink this? Like, yeah, you. Is that like a day drink? Yeah, you drink it. <laughs> I know, I know. Exactly. So, man, my favorite point guard. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to drink this. Mm -hmm. That's the game. We know that. It's not easy. That's called spicy. Like you, you say it's spicy, right? You choose spicy. Right? Okay, you guys make sure. I'm falling asleep. I'm falling asleep now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right, all right, all right. You guys make sure when this air that you guys show how difficult this was. It was a really <laughs> difficult process. Cause Cal, multiple multiple all-star, you know, every <laughs> rookie year, man, he used to dime, you know, a lot of dimes to Pascal Siakam. Um, man, it's crazy. Fred Van Vliet came up together, my man's rookies together. I mean, dynamic duo going on right now. Serge is tired. <laughs> this was really hard. Um, He's looking off. Really, this was really hard. And um, I'm just not trying to drink it. That's the only reason I'm choosing somebody. And uh, my answer is uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna go with Fred Van Vliet. Yeah! <laughs> wow! I love both of them, but like if I had to choose because we're in a spicy game, so spicy so questions, and Kyle, I love you. This is just a show. No, that's the only reason I answer Kyle, that like that. It's not a show. <laughs> this show, it brings the honesty of people. Whatever no, you say, hey. that's how it feels. <laughs> no, 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 no. You see? I mean, yeah, three with Fred. We still got time. We got a lot of time, bro. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna post those parts you say. You guys, you know that, right? I know. Only part you, I'm gonna gonna post part, you say, he said, Freddy. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I got my own camera over there. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show the footage, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the end of the conversation. Uh, what did you, What did you think of Pascal's? You, you seem to have liked it. <laughs> I liked it, but I mean, it's not surprising. Yeah, I think he's just picking his like he's just picking his friend. Like, yeah, he's just picking his buddy. He's... I don't think it wasn't like he didn't really get into it. Like, oh, you know, technically, and I think like that it makes sense to me. It's a hard question. Mm -hmm. I probably would have drank the tea. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm disappointed but... he didn't drink the tea. Like, we haven't seen anyone drink it yet, have we? Or did Katie drink it? Uh, yeah, KD did. Okay. Didn't Tiffany Haddish drink some? I think she might have just voluntarily, because she was game for anything. That's true. <laughs> but to be, to be fair to um, Pascal, by the end, it's just like, there's no liquid in it. Yeah, no, it's just it's just crickets with some moisture. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, yeah, a tiny jar full of uh, sag crickets. Yeah. Um, no, I, yeah, I think it's like, you know, you can't take that too personally. I think Serge is just so thrilled that he, like, picked one or the other. Like, yeah. Serge's, 
George's answer, like his kind of like squeal of delight, would have been the same. I think if he picked Lowry, yeah, it's just like making him making him pick. He's yeah. very excited about that. It was the spicy questions concept come to fruition in the yes. best possible way for Serge. Um, even though, yeah, like Pascal, not a terribly good sport about it all. You know, he could have been a bit of a better sport, but that's fine. He was still engaging and fun. And then we get to the uh, the reveal of the food. And as we mentioned yeah. at the top, it is a fisheye poutine, which, you know, there's a joke off the top about the salt and pepper. And Serge has a very <laughs> funny comment about how you just look at it and say salt and pepper. What are you doing? It's how much you use and how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was good. Again, the meta sort of uh, making fun of the running through line throughout the show. Very pro that. Um, and so the fish, it's tough to say exactly what Serge's vision was here. I'm not really sure what the deal was. So he cooks the fish heads. First, he's like, I had to chop off the heads. That was part of the, the cooking process. And then he like cooks the heads. They look mostly cooked. <laughs> and then just sticks the two fish heads on the poutine. And I guess the yeah. idea is take the eyes out and assemble it on your own plate. Thoughts on this? Because I didn't love the presentation of it. Like, I feel like he could have collected more fish eyes, probably, and just done the fish eyes on top of the poutine separate. But I don't know. What did you think of the preparation and presentation? Well, even the poutine didn't look good. No, it looked like cafeteria poutine. There's no curds. Yeah, it looked kind of like cold, not yeah. cooked. Um, he did the fries then, yeah, in the I oven. Agree. I think like if he wanted to take the, maybe he should have took the eyes out, put them in a separate little like a ramekin or something, mm-hmm. and then garnished it. Because it also doesn't really make sense. Not that there's like a topping, a gross topping that would make more sense, mm-hmm. but just like the heads. <laughs> And then, like, trusting, did he take them out, or does Pascal take them out? No, he took them out himself. Like, he assembled it for Pascal. Yeah, okay, because, yeah. But even then, it's like, I guess you're getting a bit of, like, level of grossness, and he he takes the eyes out. But I think, like, a little bowl full of eyeballs would have been more gross and more striking. Yes. Uh, All to say that, like, you didn't really see him prepare the poutine at all, which would have probably been kind of funny because he was, I think he's also like, probably doesn't eat it a lot. What? With that figure? Of course he eats poutine all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it would have been nice to actually see that because uh, you just saw him kind of toss the fish heads in a pan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that, that's fair. Not, uh, I mean, again, with the Bleacher Report direction, it seems like the cooking is becoming less and less of a priority. Which, it's, yeah, it's secondary for sure. Yeah, which, you know, I have made my uh, my statement on that. I don't think it's great, but it is what it is, and they're doing what they're doing. Uh, and then, yeah, it's not like a great payoff because it's just like these sad-looking fries next to just two eyes on the plate. It doesn't have the same, like... <laughs> punch of like a, a a brains or a bull testicle or the, the like the cat the, the cow penis on the pizza it's just like all right here's these two gross looking booger looking things next to your fries i guess mix them together in one bite um so yeah that wasn't awesome what did you think of Pascal and his uh resistance to eat it originally maybe his slightly performative 
teasing of whether he was actually going to eat it and then his uh, eventual eating and then spitting it into the garbage. I think he was truly grossed out. I yeah. don't know that it, I think he was like psyching himself out a little bit and then maybe if it was a tiny bit performative he kind of bought into it the mm-hmm. performance and then got <laughs> even more psyched out. Um, cuz he eats a tiny bite and I was trying to decide like what would be the the um like the biggest taste. Mm-hmm. You know, like would the the majority be like french fry, would it be like gravy and then would it just be the texture? Of the fish eye, or would you even taste the fish eye at all? And just knowing that it was in your mouth would be enough to make you throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it did look pretty gross, and and I don't I don't really believe Serge when he said it was cooked, because I'm no, looking. I, well, I don't think they ever <laughs> touched the pan. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the uh, like the screen cap of just like the the plate with the with the heads on it. And one of the heads, there's like, you know when fish isn't quite cooked and it's just got that like protein-y ooze that comes out of it? Like one of them yeah. has a lot of ooze going on and it does not <laughs> look cooked. And so I'm one of them looks a little bit more well done, but still, I kind of believe Pascal when he says the eyes weren't cooked. And then that is repulsive to think about. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they were cooked. If they were cooked, I, wouldn't they be like, like totally... Um... Like rubbery, like you think? Yeah, yeah, like I don't think you, there'd be like any viscose. Yeah, like, these just look like phlegm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although Serge ate his very eagerly uh, to set the table for Pascal. Yes, I mean I, I like Pascal. Ultimately, he did it. He wasn't like some recent guests who are actually like, I'm not going to do it, which is like, well, I'm sorry, you know what this show is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it that didn't eat the stuff? Oh, it was uh, Karuchi Tran who didn't eat it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That episode. (laughs) That very episode. Yeah. Um, So he he does it to his credit. And he says, even after he says, I'm a very picky eater, which I believe. Yeah. That was actually kind of surprising to me. What do you think are like his parameters food-wise? Like what's his go-to? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what Pascal's go-to is. Is it just PB and J? What? Is it just PB and J that is paid for by Jif? <laughs> yeah, PB and J and Osmos. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe it has to do with like you know him coming to college, like when he was what like sixteen. Yeah. And then probably like very quickly, either getting inundated with like Americanized, like Westernized foods, or um, being on like I don't know. I guess they would probably watch what they're eating at that point too. Yeah. yeah. And like having trainers and having like dietitians and like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he just became I, a I big, think... like a big Southwest flavor. Like he just loves Bobby Flay stuff because of yeah, New Mexico. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> just loves chilies. Just loves Chipotle. Um, <laughs> the spice. Uh, yeah, I, I think like uh, as far as like the reactions. It was like a really long one, and I don't know how, if we've ever seen someone like run to the kitchen. And I was first, I was like, "Oh, is he making himself throw up?" Because I had thought he'd swallowed it, mm. but maybe he didn't actually swallow it. No, no, don't think he did. We saw the spit. So, Ugh. okay, yeah. So he was just really good at right away. I thought, and it's probably just because of uh, where my mind is right now. But I was like, "Oh, he would be an excellent uh, fake poison taker." <laughs> Why is that where your mind is right now? <laughs> Because <laughs> I've just been reading a bunch of fantasy novels. Oh. <laughs> the 
nowhere. Oh, okay. And I feel like they're always like, oh, I'll take the poison capsule and like, <laughs> hold it in my mouth. Because <laughs> he tricked me. I was like, damn, he swallowed that. He's puking, but mm-hmm. he didn't swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, it's t- the time has come to... Uh, <laughs> give our rating on this episode i think a bit of a return to form although maybe not quite the heights of season one or season two uh but Uh definitely an improvement over the charlemagne and then the carucci train victor cruz episode for sure and probably a large part is because you know we got to see a guy who we like and pascal siakam do it um how many fisheye poutines are you giving this out of five three three okay i was gonna go three and a half Okay. So I think we're in the kind of in the same ballpark. I, I again on rewatch, I kind of enjoyed the conversation more than I thought I did the first time. But yeah, yeah. What, where were your sort of biggest critiques? Well, it, it made me kind of sad because I think they recorded it a bit. I was trying to decide when they'd recorded it because it's at Serge's house. Yeah. Because some of the other ones I think were recorded like in a studio in yeah. New York. Or, but this one is definitely at his house because you see his like well, very well stocked bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a part when they're talking. I think they're talking about like the Christmas game. And uh, Pascal's like, "Yeah, I'm look. I'm looking forward to play." Yeah, well, this is definitely before he's hurt because he's talking about how he's worried. You know, much like you are apparently yeah. worried about getting poisoned uh, by Serge, and he's worried that it's not going to be cooked properly or something. And he yes. is like, the team needs I'm me to be healthy. Sad. Yeah. And it's like, you're yeah. damn right, they That's do. <laughs> I think this is preseason, <laughs> like do. right around like right around the beginning of the year after he got the contract extension. Because it was like uh-huh. just at the start of the year when that happened. So that's my guess. Uh-huh. Also, one last note. I need myself one of Serge's hats, the Bufuzi Chef hat. I, had, I haven't seen this. this. I think this is a new piece for him. If, am, I, am I wrong in saying that? Is it the baseball cap with yeah. the logo? Yeah. No, he's had that before. Oh, okay. Well, it's a very good hat, and I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised uh, if there isn't merch available. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, I would buy that. I'm a sheep. I would absolutely buy that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Katie. I think we've reached the, uh, the conclusion of this episode. Do you have any uh, parting shots or things you would like to plug? Uh, not really. Um, for parting shots for the episode, mm-hmm. I'm curious as to who they'll have on next because this season it's been kind of like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not do you really have anyone? Knowing, like, do you have anyone you want to be on? Um, I'd like to see um, a Dorman Powell solo. Okay. Because I think that would be funny. <laughs> I think. Uh, Rondé would probably be pretty good. Ooh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, Rondé would... Maybe Rondé and Norm together to really oh, play up this bit. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Serge would, like, feast on that. Yeah. Because he knows, he knows the buttons to press to, uh, to get people a little, blood boiling a little bit. Um, I really want to see Nick Nurse... I'd like to see more players, less celebs. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I really want to see Nick Nurse... So bad. <laughs> yeah, that would be very. This might have to be an off-season thing where Nick is, uh, you know, not focused on schemes all the time and watching tape. But <laughs> man, I think that would be gold. Maybe this has to wait until after Serge is no longer on the team. But man, 
No, I could see him going on, but I think it would it would probably be yeah, like maybe in the off off season. Well, one can only hope because I think that would be awesome. Uh, Katie, you are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Did, did I ask you to plug stuff? Did I ask you for to plug stuff yet? You did, but then I didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess just like subscribe to. Oh, I did a really fun episode on um, Rambo Rock. So good. <laughs> to promote another podcast on this podcast, but it was really fun. Kelly Dwyer is just like playing guitar for most of it. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, we go through every single NBA team, basically, talk about their value, and like get very personally invested in a lot of them. At mm-hmm. least I do. Uh, subscribe to Basketball Feelings. What a great way to close out the year by subscribing to um, a wonderful free newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's it. You can follow me on Twitter because I should have some like last end of the year things coming out. Um, but if you don't, it's at whatevs, W-T-E-V-S. I think that's it. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I think you covered it pretty well there. That's the most you've ever, this is the most successfully and comprehensively you've ever plugged your stuff. <laughs> My, I know, I know. I felt a bit like out of breath, but. <laughs> yeah, as your hype man, I'm not really sure what to do now. <laughs> but that Round Ball Rock episode is great. Everyone should listen to Round Ball Rock anyway, but when Katie's on, it's even better. And, uh, it's a lot of fun. And Kelly Dwyer rules. God, that guy rules. And plays guitar. <laughs> Listen to Round Ball Rock. Uh, that will do it. You can do all the subscribing, rating, and reviewing you want to do on this podcast. All the other Locked On shows, wherever you get your podcasts. It's very much appreciated when you do that. The ratings in particular help to uh, boost us up in the, in the standings and all that good stuff. So we're more discoverable and other buzzy podcast words. Uh, I'll be back again probably with an episode about the Cavs game sometime on New Year's Day. I'm not entirely sure what the schedule for me is going to look like that day, but keep an eye out there. And then Thursday, uh, Kelsey O'Brien's going to come on the show, and we are going to do a RuPaul's Drag Race and Toronto Raptors player comp- comps episode uh, because we just have a DM running right now that we need to give out into the world. It's absurd. Anyway, that's going to do it. Thank you so much, and uh, we will talk to you on Wednesday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Happy New Year, everybody! Please, Happy New Year. don't go out. <laughs> stay inside. Don't pay cover and invite some friends over. That's the way to do it. And listen to the podcast, maybe. What a great way to bring in the new year. <laughs> if you start this podcast like 30, 38 and a half minutes before New Year's, you'll ring in the new year with Katie just saying Happy New Year. So do that. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you uh, in 2020 on Locked on Raptors. Have a good one, everybody. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.